Welcome to the Business as Mission podcast, dedicated to those who long to see God glorified in business and the nations reached for Christ. Your host is Mike Bayer, longtime BAM leader and founder of Third Path Initiative, an online education resource for starting and growing BAM businesses around the world. So welcome to another episode of the Business as Mission podcast. I'm Mike Bayer, your host, and I am ecstatic to have a, a dear old friend of mine join us today, David Skews. One of the great things to come out of a, a, a town in England called Liverpool. And uh, he, some, some even call him the fifth Beatle. But uh, if you could see his, if you see the video, he does not favor the Beatles at all. He has a head like, <laughs> head like mine. So anyway, David, welcome, welcome to the show. Glad to have you. Glad to be here, Mike, and great to catch up with you again. We've walked quite a long way together, so it's a pleasure. A real we pleasure. have. I, I, David I, and I met at one of the BAM conferences in the States originally, and God just connected us. We've just been just a heart connection that's always been there. And, uh, we're, we're each other's greatest fan club sometimes, I think, but uh, we've enjoyed walking together. And, and even today, it's, it's cold, and I'm wearing, I was wearing outside a, a cap that uh, David gave me when we were in Romania together. We were walking along and my bald head was cold and he, I think I commented how nice his hat looked and next thing I know he gave it to me. So I still wear it on cold days though. So. <laughs> but David, we're, you know, we wanna talk BAM stories and, and your story as we were talking before the show is that it's different, right? I mean, it's not, you didn't, you didn't just sell out and go to Africa and start a company. And a lot of people think that's what BAM is. And certainly that is an expression a business's mission, but it's quite different. So tell us a little bit of your journey and, and how you got to being a leader, an encourager, a wise sage. People lump you in the same boat as uh, Bill Job in terms of your impact. So tell us a little bit about how you got there. Well, Mike, I have to go back quite a way. I was at law school, met Jesus, and things changed dramatically for me. I went on to the bar in London and drifted into business because that's what I wanted to do. I was doing business all week and church on Sunday and ne'er the twain did meet. <laughs> Occasionally um, a young missionary would come up and ask for some funding and at that point I'd normally walk out the back of the place thinking I don't understand this at all. So you've written and I've read much of what you've done around the sacred secular divide. But the early days of business's mission was about being wedged in that divide, not knowing which way to get in or get out. So I felt very much that business was about driving shareholder value. As I was the shareholder, that was to increase my value, make lots of money and enjoy life. That's how I thought. And on Sunday, I can go and praise God. And I didn't see how that was ever going to come together. The big event for me came on a trip once in 1999. I went to Cambodia as a bit of a holiday with my wife and bumped into a couple of old banners called Norman and Phytis. You might remember that name. Mm -hmm. They had a business in Phnom Penh and I was spending some time with them and they introduced me to the concept that business could be done as alongside missionary work. And I felt God really called me into missions, walking on the streets of Phnom Penh with those guys. And I was really pushing back at God. I said, I don't want to be a missionary. I've seen what they do and in the churches, and I couldn't really work that out. So I spent the next four or five years being mentored into how my business could be brought into business as a mission thing. And how would that work? 
And those early years were quite dramatic for me, working out how do I get um, business to produce wealth that we can then support these different workers around the world. And in those days, it was very missions led. I think it's very different today. So how do we support missionaries? How do we support mission companies? And that was how I started to travel around the world, seeing some amazing things. Those early years, um, Mike, were, I look back now and I think I was a poor coach, a very poor <laughs> pastor, not a great business person, a very poor investor. I mean, we chalked up how much we'd spent over the years on investment and we worked out I'd lost more than I'd made. You know, it was not a profitable process, but a great learning process. Along the way, I met you guys and, of course, the team out of Thailand. In 2003, we were at the big congress there. And that was when I first heard the business of mission can walk together. Mm. And that was an absolute revelation. So it's been 20 years. I worked on the board with Joe and Mats Tunag and those old buddies that we know. And what an amazing bunch. Those early pioneers, I was really in awe and such a privilege to work with them. We had laughs, we had a few glasses of wine and we probably shouldn't have done and all of that, but it was wonderful. And I joined the board, we pushed through, the business grew, I eventually sold out the business in 2014. And these last few years, I've really been dedicating myself to how can I encourage others to go further than we went in those early days. And I look back and I'm so thankful to God for all he's done in my life. But now I'm seeing some very, very exciting things and wonderful to be walking with the young banners of today. What do you see different, though? You go back, you know, what we all went through trying to feel our way. There was no there was no textbook other than the scripture. There was no coach other than the the Holy Spirit. We didn't know what we were doing. Right. I mean, we really didn't. We were bumbling along and stepping in it and stepping over it and falling down. I mean, we so now it's a different different thing. What do you see in this younger generation that attracts you and encourages you? Yeah, I I see a lot, Mike, that I am super, super encouraged with as I look around at Business's Mission. Of course, from looking on the inside, we all see always see the moles and all. But I look at the big shifts over the last 20 years. um, And I think the greatest was in that area of the sacred secular divide, which I've seen youngsters now saying, what are you talking about, David? It's it's moved from then. And that thrills my heart that in many, many churches now, business people are accepted, embraced, and not just because they're making money, but because they're part of that fellowship and an integral part of it. That thrills my heart to see young people being affirmed in doing business, selecting business. So I think that's been one of the biggest Certainly since you wrote your book in, I think it was 2006, your book came out and we talked a lot about it. And when we met up, it was something on the agenda. And it's nice that it's not there so much. I think the other shift I've seen now is I've seen much more um, from the business community being warmed to business's mission. And as I say, God is really shaking up the business communities I think the time is moving on where the BAM movement was very much a group of missionaries trying to find their way in business and getting a few 
business mentors to help them in that process. To a point now, I'm seeing many, many more business people joining. But the beauty is that they're not just entrepreneurs. What's super, super exciting is we're seeing non-entrepreneurs, accountants, sales guys, IT experts being drawn by the spirit to come and join the BAM companies that have been established. And I'm seeing that now operating from home state. You know, I'm living here in Liverpool and I can be talking to guys in China about encourage them in China or in India, wherever they are. But you can do BAM wherever God's placed you. I think that the movements of, of certainly groups of people here in Liverpool, we're working with a lot of Iraqis, Iranians. It's so exciting to be able to communicate with these groups of people, encourage them to do business, but to do business God's way. That is a thrill. That thrills my heart to see that. So I think they've been some big shifts. I think there can be some more going forwards. And um, perhaps I'll just add this point. Um, I'm seeing the borders of what was business's mission now being drawn into the center. I would say 50% of my work now is not with what we think of pure business people, but I'm thinking of people like doctors and nurses, people like um, lawyers, people like politicians that need to understand more about what God is doing in business. I'm working with some amazing women in Portugal right now that are setting up social enterprises, but they're saying, we want this to be sustainable. We want this to bless the nation. We want this to go out from the nations. And we are teachers, educationists, social science people. And that border is fascinating me. This year, Mike, I was asked to go to Iraq with a team of health professionals and to see how healthcare can grow. With the, they really want to do healthcare but with a sustainable model and say, business guys, come and help us. How do we do this for the glory of God? I think that's a tremendous future for the movement, and we need to grasp that a bit more. We'll be right back after a short break. You know, as you're, as you're talking, David, it, it just makes me think about sort of in big strokes in the history of the movement. We had the, it used to be sort of little B, big M, you know, when it was missions led and it was trying to get a, a visa. We used to call, we used to laugh and call it business as visa, but it was really, it was always about the missionary and the missions, plural. And then over time, the B started growing and it becoming more and more accepted. And then now I think it's truly this wonderful, beautiful partnership of people. And, and where I was going with that is it seems to me like it's, it's the ultimate expression of the body of Christ engaged in the mission right? It, it engaged in the kingdom. Yeah. This has been a beautiful thing to see. And so when you're, when, let me ask you this question and, and, and we'll take it anywhere you want to go. But I think when COVID first hit, we all saw it as a, a almost a blow. Uh, I know I almost thought this would be the end of missions as we know it. I mean, I'm a little dramatic, as you know, <laughs> but, but I, I look back now over the last two plus years and realize that it actually has accelerated. Uh, the impact of business people, kingdom-minded entrepreneurs, kingdom-minded employees. You say you're on a, you know, you're on a Zoom call with people in China or, you know, in, in Portugal. And it's just, it's, just, it's like the, the community has really become global as a result of, of this virus. I think communicating 
the message of business's mission um, that has grown dramatically through the media that's been developed through Teams, Zoom calls, and things like that. I still have a little hesitancy, and I found with places like Portugal, I needed to go and build relationship and sit with people and pray with people. It's not replace that, but when you can do both, and I think that creates the explosion of what will happen to business's mission. And I think it really is spilling out in a dramatic way. We still somehow need to come together. We are people who need one another. So I like to go to a place and then build some relationship and then use the technologies to follow up that. Um, and it's the same where I'm doing a little bit of mentoring with some business leaders. You know, I want to meet them, but then I'm very happy to keep that relationship going with technology. And I'm seeing that certainly the, the Congress, the job that they guys, those guys did last year was phenomenal. How that reached the amount of people it did, it was bigger than it would have been if it had been in Thailand. For sure. So I agree there have been opportunities and we need to nurture those opportunities, but also not let go of the importance of relationship, praying with people. You know, I like to give people a hug. I'm old fashioned, Mike. <laughs> And that's very important to me. So, yeah. No, I think that's right. And I think that's where, you know, I think being creatures of extremes, it'll be easy to say, okay, let's do it all virtually. But, but relationships miss something. It's great to see your face, you know, knowing that, that you're in Liverpool and I'm in North Carolina. But had we not had those years together, you know, in various cities and, and most recently in, in Bucharest, that you know, we, we just wouldn't have the relationship that we have. And so I agree with you. And I think that's a, a caution maybe to the movement to say, let's not, let's not lose that power. I don't think we will. I don't think the spirit will let us, but I think yeah. that, that's wisdom. Yeah. And I think too, the future will become, will build sustainability. I think that's the other thing. Um, certainly within the, the BAM movement where Matt and Joe, the, the model of very much a, supported type model. I think that's starting to move now to where we need to build some structure and make sure people are paid proper wages for proper work. I think that will be a, a welcoming call, certainly from my neck of the woods to say, these guys work tremendously hard and to get an honorarium at the end of the day, it, it doesn't seem to really give the value that we understand in business. And I think bringing more people into senior roles within the moment and onto that board would be a good thing. I, I've always tried to encourage that with Joe and Matt's. Yeah, and I, I concur with you on that. So when I look at this and I, I start thinking about the future, we'll, we'll start wrapping up here. We'll, we'll pick this up again. But it, when you look in from your perspective, because you've seen and touched so much of the movement over the last 20 years, particularly probably in the last decade, when you look into the future, and, and you and I are both talking about the next generation, the younger people, the, the, the new players, what do you see coming? What's, what does the future look like to you? A couple of areas I see some big changes going on. One of those areas, I would say, is in investment. I think the guys that are our age that have been through business, have maybe sold a business and made you know, a few million dollars or whatever from that, and we were still very much of the mindset that we will make, take equity or we make loans to BAM companies. And it was a, quite a commercial arrangement. What I'm getting excited about at the moment is it's the kids of that generation that are starting to say, 
It's not about return on capital. It's about impact of the business. How is this business impacting the community it's designed to reach? And how do we measure that? And that's quite a thrilling shift from the model of, yeah, we'll, we'll invest, we'll take some equity, so we'll get out of that and we'll make a profit. And then we can invest more money. I think that's shifting dramatically. And I'm really encouraged by this generation that's saying, no, 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 it's not about that. It's about impact. Measure the impact. And this is the story of the African drum. When you bang the drum, you don't know how far that will go. Mm. And when we look at impact of some of the companies and some of the people that are working around the globe, even if it's around the globe and down their street, it has an impact that can go on for generations. And I meet young people today that say, oh, we remember Mike and Dave Skews and those sorts of old boys, but this is what we're doing today. And I, I love it. You know, we've said we want to get on the shoulders of those people that have gone before us, Mike. That was a cry we had. Yep. And today I'm seeing the young people saying, how do we get on Mike Bear's shoulders and see further than he has seen and have a greater impact in this world for Jesus? That's thrilling and exciting. I see that shifting. And I see so many more people engaging in the whole mission activity and I'm seeing the shift in, in politics. People are being planted in political environments. And I'm encouraging some business people to consider public life and be able to speak into some of these other zones. We've been in many ways some forerunners around this, but I think we need to call out to the other spheres, the other sectors of society to say, God's calling you to wherever he's placed you for a mission purpose to proclaim this amazing gospel of Jesus Christ to your friends, to your communities, and to the nations. And I'm very, very encouraged that's going to be the way we're going to be going. I wish I could come back in another 70 years, Mike, and see what happens. Hey, you know, we, we may still be here. We don't know. <laughs> that's, great. that's a great place for us to, to stop in this conversation, but we'll have more. So, David, what's the best way for people to, to tune into what you're doing? What, what website? Would it be Turn the Coin? Yeah, Turn the Coin is probably the easiest access route and people want to connect with me, they can come through through that, that's fine. Yeah, I, I think I didn't get a chance to talk to you sometime about turning the coin and how my life turned over on the coin, but it was a, the story that brought me into business mission and keeps me going. There is, we're always turning a coin to see what's God doing on the other side. And the way we're doing things now, is there a better way? Is there a different way to God showing us some new things? So, yeah, uh, probably that turn the coin is the easiest way, or a lot of people know me now, I'm pleased to say, or I'm not pleased to say. <laughs> well, well, we'll get back together and have a conversation about turn the coin, because I've heard the story, and it's a beautiful story of uh, brokenness and redemption and uh, and blessing. It really is. It's a tremendous story, and it just shows God's faithfulness to us. Uh, and is it just turn is turnthecoin.com or it's not not dot uk or anything no it's dot com turnthecoin.com perfect so that's uh that's david skews of turn the coin and uh, a lot of other things his portfolio is full uh his heart is also full his dear friend just a wonderful brother david thanks for being with us and we will definitely pick this back up in another time and we'll talk about the turn the coin experience Lovely to see you, Mike, and I'll give you all the best for the future as you sort of work things out as well. I'm sure it's going to... God's not finished with either of us yet. We're doing all right. 
Thank you for the opportunity to chat. It's great to see you, man. Great to see you. And I, I, we'll, we'll do it again soon. So for more information, check out turnthecoin.com. Meet David Skews there. Pass this episode on. Share it with your friends. Give us a rating wherever you listen to help more people hear the, the stories. This is what this is about. It's not just David's story. It's certainly not my story. It's God's story of what he's doing through people just like you and me around the world. And that's a, that's been the fun of this podcast. So blessings on you, my brother. Thank you, Mike. All the best to you. Thanks for listening to the Business as Mission podcast. For more information, go to thirdpathinitiative.com or tryventure.com. Please share this podcast and give us a review wherever you listen.